0: dim the lights because it's time for a very special presentation of the box office preview podcast an onstage blog network production i am your host greg Earhart, contributor to onstage blog and on screen joining me today my co-host he just returned from a fantasy football commissioner con up in maine is on screen chief critic ken jones ken welcome how are you
1: I'm good. I'm ready to take my fantasy leagues to new heights. That's, that's right. <laughs> and, and also joining
0: us today, our very special guest, who is calling Madison Square Garden on a daily basis to reserve space for the upcoming Peterson Con. It's on stage <laughs> blog founder, CEO, and editor in chief, Chris Peterson. Chris, how are you? It's much,
2: it's much more the Holiday Inn next door to the, <laughs> the Square Garden that I'm trying to reserve.
0: You're, tr- you're, you're trying, of course.
2: Selling so, myself short, maybe. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so we're all gathered here at a very special edition of the Box Office Preview Podcast. We are not here to preview uh, the upcoming uh, new release in the theaters. We're going to save that for another episode. What we are going to talk about is a preview of another sort that happened up in Comic-Con in San Diego this past weekend, where the movie studios, some movie studios, they previewed their own movies that are coming out um really in the next 12 months uh in some in some cases in Marvel's case even longer than that uh, there's a whole bunch of exciting trailers that dropped uh, some that were total surprise some uh some that're fairly expected um ranging from the MCU movies in phase four to uh we got a new trailer for it chapter two that's uh, which is coming out in the next month or so uh we have a jay and silent bob reboot uh we got some news about that um and then a movie that made the movie we're going to start off talking about is a movie that made a big waves there was no mention of of news coming on this uh whatsoever at comic-con of all places but top gun maverick which is the not particularly awaited sequel <laughs> to the movie top gun but it is a sequel uh, nonetheless starring tom cruise uh, the trailer dropped. The trailer is very interesting. Uh it got a lot of attention on Twitter. Uh guys, did it get your did it capture your attention? We'll start off with Ken.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, oh oh okay. more and more. Oh, yes. uh- <laughs> Man, you are brilliant at this podcasting thing. <laughs> Chris,
1: uh, right, yes, go ahead, I ahead, would... I'll give you another I... show. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what's what's not to like? It's got Tom. Cruise. I have
0: some, some things not to like, but go, okay. ahead, go ahead. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's
1: it's you know, but Tom Cruise going back to one of his most iconic roles. Uh, he wasn't. I didn't see him in the trailer, but Val Kilmer is supposed to be returning as Iceman. Um, John. I saw John Hamm there. John Hamm. I'm Hamm I'm in. Ed Harris is there. Ed yep. Harris. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's there. You go. We're all well on our way.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: Chris, your thoughts.
2: I, I'll be honest. I think the demand for a uh, Top Gun sequel probably died out about, I would say, thirty years ago, <laughs> <laughs> when they like decided not to make a sequel to this movie, which is inexplicable at the given like the eighties. Like, I, how could they not? I mean, I guess that's why we got the Iron Eagle movies that came out. It was like that was our de facto like, you know, st- Top Gun franchise so to speak. But, um. Yeah, this movie I think has a lot going for it. Um, We're now in this era of Tom Cruise in his like Jackie Chan mode of like doing all of his own stunts. So apparently, a lot of the flying that you see is him literally sitting in the cockpit uh, with, you know, obviously a real pilot doing that stuff. But it's actually him in the cockpit, which I think is
1: going to be ridiculous. Well,
0: look, he learned how to fly a helicopter in a year for the Mission
1: Impossible movie. So I don't know how. I was going to say, are we sure he's not flying? He I mean he is
2: actually a pilot. Like he actually has a pilot's license. Um but yeah, I that's I, a good question. I don't know if he's actually doing so, the, the fighter jet
0: flag. Yeah, so the trailer so the cool thing the trailer kind of uh, sneak peeked at was sort of the the cool shots you're gonna see from the cockpit, right? You know, this looks right. like they're gonna take the the flying scenes to a whole new level, and that looks pretty cool. On the other hand, this still I don't it's not the technology it's not the way it's shot I think it's just the premise just feels very dated um at least the way like again it feels like it's a movie from the early 90s um so I'm I'm very I'm very skeptical of the box office prospects now I will give it credit for, like a lot of people were talking about this even at the office people were like I people didn't expect like oh top gun movie did you hear uh, I did want to talk about the box office of the first one because I, honestly, I had no idea what the box office was. I, you know, it's not a movie that's ever talked about breaking records or anything. Going by twenty nineteen, so adjusted for inflation, go by twenty nineteen standards. You, uh, take a guess, guys, what you think it opened at? Opened opening weekend yeah, by twenty nineteen. Sta- yeah, so adjusted for inflation. I'm
2: gonna uh, say I'm gonna say fifty six.
0: 56
1: all right ken yeah i'm not sure what yeah i'd say probably around the same thing like 45 or something like that so it only opened
0: at 20 million dollars however however it ended this is unbelievable oh yeah it ended at 429 million that's adjusted for inflation so but still it had a 21 multiplier (laughs) at the box office it was the number one movie of 1986 (laughs) yeah it had a seven month run at the box office Every every week except the last week
1: did more than a million dollars. You know, wow. at, the, at the box office. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically everybody in America went to see Top Gun in 1986.
0: It was a thing. It was it was an absolute phenomenon. I mean, there's no way around it. um When you have a 21 multiplier, it was word word of mouth, word of mouth.
2: I mean, that is definitely like we're like patriotic height of the 1980s, like. You know, Reagan's, like, going strong with his messaging. And that's not surprising that a very patriotic movie like that comes out and everybody's like, I got to go see this, you know, go America type of thing. Um, How is that going to play in 2020? That's going to be interesting. I Um, I don't think
0: it's going to play. I mean, that's
1: just my prediction. I Um, mean, we're not not thinking that they're going to modulate that just a little bit. Oh, sure, yeah. I don't
0: <laughs> think it's going to be a rah-rah, you know, uh, yeah. America first kind I just of don't know.
2: I don't know what kind of plot you come up with for a Top Gun sequel. I mean, I, I understand that Miles Teller is playing the daughter of – or, too, the son of Todd getting my genders mixed up, getting playing the son of Goose. Um, yeah. And that's all yeah. I really know about, like, the plot, so to speak. Right. So, like – I mean, as weird as it sounds, like the most, the, the plot that made sense to me the most about like trying to do a sequel to these, these fighter jet movies is the movie Stealth, which is terrible. But at, least, right. like, no, at I least like, at least where
0: you're going. Go ahead. You like go where, where go. I'm going.
2: At least they have like a plot of like, oh, pilots are being replaced by robots or like AI systems, yeah. you know, the blah, 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 blah. That at least kind of makes sense. I don't know where you go with something like this. Um, Especially nowadays, when well, we're trying to start wars on screen, yeah, no, you know.
1: I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be drones?
2: It could be drones. Yeah, you could be drones. But then, like, would you? Would you? If they did that as a plot, would we all be like, "Hey, they're just copying stealth." <laughs> would we it's all somebody I mean, saw stealth? It's, yeah, right.
1: It's still, it's still, you know, relevant.
2: I wonder. I, I just like that. Would, we'd be quoting stealth in reverence, and that's <laughs> it's a weird, it's a How weird moment you. for me. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. By, the, so. by the way, do you guys know what the number two movie of 1986 was? Back behind, to the future? Only $2 million behind Top Gun. No. What was it? Crocodile Dundee. Oh, oof. <laughs> Those are some oof. interesting tastes. <laughs> in they were, and they were, they were 30, uh, basically $40 million almost ahead of the number three movie, which was Platoon.
0: Wow. Wow, yeah. That's that's quite a top three. Yeah. The eighties, man.
2: The 80s. 80s, baby. 80s.
0: I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, so based off of the trailer and what you know, so we're gonna do a C you don't see for all the movies that made news at Comic-Con. We're not gonna do individual categories. It's just gonna be an overall broad C don't see from negative three to positive three. Positive three being you're there opening night, you know, to see the movie based off what we know, and negative three I mean you're staying the heck away uh ken we'll start with you top gun maverick just based on what we know now on the trailer see or don't see
1: having before the trailer i probably would have been a zero uh having seen the trailer i think i'm at a two really wow the yeah trailer? okay yeah oh, I, I was okay. impressed by the trailer
2: all right okay. um, i'm gonna go a solid one based on word of mouth like if the word of mouth is great all right, I'll go see it. Well, just based on, what's gonna, based just on what we know, right now. Oh, based and on all the trailer. All rules, man. All today, rules. You, this yeah, is not Nam. Gonna... This is this is.
0: Uh, all right, I'm a, I'm a strong one. Strong one, okay. Um, I'm yeah, I, I I'm still a Tom Cruise fan. I only saw The Mummy because he was in it. I was just fascinated to see what he was gonna do in that piece of turd movie. <laughs> um, he's not enough to make me want to see this i'm minus one maybe minus two gotta be honest the premise just oh. doesn't yeah just it's not getting me not getting me uh lastly
1: notice only one of us is surprised by that <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's the one that doesn't do a podcast every week with greg um <laughs>
0: uh, lastly do you uh any what would you be your guess at uh what this would do opening weekend again just based on what we know you know, I'm going gonna,
1: gonna to say... I'm not going to hold regards, you to it. Here it's not to, <laughs> watch, watch I nail it uh, a, year, <laughs> like, a year out. <laughs> and I get it wrong the week of. Um, I, I'd, I'd say probably like 85 million.
0: Oh, really? Wow.
1: Do you think? Too low?
2: Where, where, <sighs> when's, what's the release date? I don't even know what the release
0: date is. It, it, I don't is, either. It's June 26, 2020. Oh uh, so yeah, it's, late,
2: say... it's a late summer release. Okay, I guess you know, it late, you know, late June. Um, yeah. Hmm, I'm I gonna think... say I'm gonna say sixty.
0: Mm. I don't think Tom Cruise just has the power he once did. So this is really going on Top Gun, like uh, nostalgia. I can't see. I'm like low forties, maybe. That's. Wow. I, I think that's where. I I I don't. See... I don't know. I, I need to believe it. I need to see it before I believe it that there's a, a huge culture, you know, uh, cultural want for a sequel to this. Um, but we'll see. That was a good, um, so interesting, interesting movie. Next one I want to talk about is, and we don't have to talk too long about this, but there's big news at Comic Con about Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, that yeah. so we know when I know. <laughs> Linda Hamilton, as we know, is going to be prominently featured. But also, they announced Ed Furlong will be in the movie, (laughs) making his grand return to the Terminator franchise. His first movie since Terminator 2, I think. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, Guys, does Ed Furlong move the needle at all for you in this movie?
2: Edward Furlong didn't move the needle for me in Terminator 2. So he's sure as heck not going to do it for Terminator 3. Um... No, I I am so down. I kind of like to feel the same way about the, like the Alien and Predator franchises where I'm just like, stop, just stop it. Like, we don't need right. – we're good, we're good. Um, and I, I don't <laughs> – it just, I think it's hilarious that like every time they do a new Terminator movie, James Cameron says the same thing. Like, oh, this one's
1: oh, he really does. Every they, right, everyone. Yeah, they
2: really nailed it this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said that about Terminator Salvation. He did. He said about
0: He said about Genesis. Like, he did a full feature. Of, like, this is the one. This is the
2: this is the one. Terminators
1: Terminator Three. Two. Yeah. Right. Rise of
2: the Machines. This is it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah.
0: No.
2: No, so I'm, I'm out.
1: Yeah, uh, Ken. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with Chris. Uh, yeah. I was initially like eyebrow raised at the fact that he was coming back for the movie, but then I remembered that I too want this franchise to die. So I yeah, I'm completely. And same biased. thing.
2: Same thing with Linda Hamilton. I'm like, why? Are you, I, if unless you need the money, like, why are you coming back to this? Like, your legacy is intact. No one looks down on you as you know like as we do the rest of the the people involved with the terminator franchise yeah
1: she was fine if if anything she she was better off because she didn't keep doing them
2: right and she stayed um, away she stayed away and yeah i'm just i mean on paper like you got you got tim miller doing it you've got it's all supposed to work but yet everything i've seen so far I'm just like, eh, it looks like Genesis. It looks like, it looks like uh, Salvation. It just does, doesn't, nothing's mm-hmm. pulling me in yet.
0: Yeah. So what do we So what do we think the check they cut her to do this? I mean, like 20 million, I'm guessing, like maybe? I mean, it had to have been like... Oh, I don't think, I don't million.
2: think you could, I think you could get her for much cheaper than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Well, I'm just, because th- you'd think they'd offer, you'd think they'd offer a role for at least Salvation, if not definitely Genesis, for her to come back. And she said no, presumably, for both of those, when they probably had a bigger budget back then. Um, because just as a reminder, all of the Terminator sequels have done worse, like a lot worse in <laughs> Box Office. Yes. I wonder why. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. The um the Genesis ended just short of a hundred million. It opened at twenty-nine and a half. This is in twenty nineteen dollars. Um, and was one before, Salvation was a before that opened at forty million, yeah, forty five million, yeah. and then at one twenty five. So, I mean, all these sequels are going downhill. So they are definitely keeping a tight budget for this one. So
2: I do think I, that part of the her reason for staying away was probably her divorce from James Cameron. because um, that did not go particularly well. Right,
0: right, uh, true. Uh,
2: because he yeah. left her for an actress in titanic um right, but right. um so i mean who knows maybe that that could be the reason like she's like you know what i don't even want to i don't want to help put money in his pockets in you know until almost what 20 years probably after the divorce so um
0: well now that he has like 10 billion dollars to make the avatar movies right, so right. really here's,
2: here's my talking. thing and this is this is how i feel about the Turner franchise if if Cameron really cared about this the way he says he uh, does. Yeah, I agree. I know
1: like, where you're going with.
2: Why isn't he directing it? Exactly. Like if, if now if you said to me James Cameron's directing, writing and directing a terminator sequel, I'm I'm like halfway on board. I'm like uh, No, okay. you're
0: right. Yeah. I'm like,
2: okay, all right. Um, yeah. but the fact well, that the, he's like, The reason's so, pretty yeah.
0: simple. I th- I think Avatar is literally consuming like every His day. His entire life. Yeah. That's what that's what it sounds like.
2: But, I mean, so, that'd be reason. those movies better be great, by the it's,
1: way. It's <laughs> not like it's not like it took him, uh, you know, fifteen years or whatever between Titanic and Avatar to to make Avatar.
0: No, no, true, right? No, I understand. There was some right some amount of time that you could have had. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, any guesses at box office at this point? Um, I'm, I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say it's going to
2: bomb. I think you're. I think you're going to see. I think you'll see like a forty million, um, but with like a twenty-five Rotten Tomato. It's it's not. I don't think it's gonna do well.
1: I mean, the the other ones all came out during the summer, except for the original, right? And and the last one was twenty-seven million. So maybe there's like a a slight bump from coming out in the fall. But even then, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything more than forty. I was I was thinking like 35, 33.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think I'll do a little bit. I think Linda Hamilton gives it a few extra million upon Genesis, but that's it. I, I'd say And we'll I just think
1: best.
2: if if they're literally doing this as a direct sequel to Terminator 2, then it makes no sense for Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in this movie. <laughs> it really doesn't. And I would almost say that his presence in these films like actually diminishes it hard to say, but like actually diminishes the product uh
0: even No, more. I, I agree. Well, they could de-age him, too. That's an odd thing. I mean, the, the technology's there. We've seen it in action that they could just de-age these people pretty... I mean, we. when we see it, we saw it in the Terminator movie. Yes. <laughs> you know, in we Salvation. Saw it in, in Salvation, yeah. They de-aged him to his 20-year-old days. Uh, uh, so, yeah, why they're keeping him old, right, just makes zero sense. Alright, that's enough time talking about Terminator Dark Fate. Indeed. Uh, Are we doing see <laughs> or don't see? Just don't uh, see.
1: Don't see. Uh,
0: <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> oh, yeah. And for a long... Uh, oh, yeah, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, all, I'm gonna
1: go. I'm gonna go negative two. And the only thing that keeps it from negative three is the the prospect that maybe Tim Miller can salvage something.
0: Chris, uh, negative three. Yeah, I'm a negative three too. I don't think there's anything that could drag me <laughs> drag me out to see this.
1: <laughs> and I saw
0: Genesis in the theater. Right? <laughs> oh say boy. yeah. <laughs> Okay, next we're gonna talk about this real quick because this is coming out in a month or so. It Chapter Two, uh, they dropped a new trailer. It looks terrifying. Uh, mm. Movie looks amazing. Um, where where do you guys sit based off of the new trailer? I'm in. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's three. Yeah, all in. Yeah, three.
2: Midnight showing the night before. Yeah, Make we'll
0: clear. we'll say because we're close enough. We'll save box office predictions to yeah. our episode where we'll really dive into it uh, in a few weeks uh yeah I, I i agree i'm aligned i'm in i am probably i might be a three on this you know? i
1: am a three yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: we yeah. should go see that together we should make a plan and then drive on a dark road going home like
0: <laughs> i
1: always drive home on a dark road
0: i live in maine well you have no, about I, to say it's where the movie takes place right i can't yes. i can't wait
2: it's <laughs> it fantastic so yeah
0: okay next uh jay and silent bob reboot uh Ooh. just came out on this uh this I'm going to defer to you guys because I don't. I did not do my homework on this. I didn't really want to do homework on um, the Jay and Silent Bob lineage. I know obviously they were in the Clerks and Mallrats movies. They had one uh, standalone movie uh, that there is, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Uh, it opened uh, – actually, before I get to the box office, what are your guys' thoughts on Jay and Silent Bob coming back to uh, to do a new do a movie?
1: Chris, you want to go first on this one? <laughs>
2: Well, I'll, I'll say this: I am a huge, huge fan of View, Ask You, Universe. I had all of them in college. I was one of the few that was like all in on Clerks the animated series. I think I'm that was of, good.
0: That was so underrated. So underrated. underrated. Yeah, uh,
2: I think I'm, a, I'm one of the few people that actually really, really likes Clerks too. Um, here's my problem with this movie: it, it. I don't think Kevin Smith is capable of writing a good movie anymore. Yeah. And that, it pains me to say this because he's made, what, five or six movies outside the View universe, and none of them have been good. Like, right. I've seen all of them, uh, even Young Hosiers or that movie that he did with his daughter. It's just not good. And just like I think there are, you know, like, this is a theater blog, and we talk about certain composers sometimes have lost their touch athletes have lost their touch like they 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 have a prime of writing and they just don't have it anymore and that's i think kevin smith so it's like as much as i wanted to see jay and Bob come back in in a kind of you know you know uh strong film i also don't want kevin smith touching it in a way
0: yeah Um, yeah you know they they really jane silent bob really feel like they were they were a true product of the 90s era yeah. like they're perfect for that era and kevin smith yeah. was also perfect because he grew, you know kind of was grew up in it yeah. too and again i think this is another example i just it's we're in a different era now in terms of the the writing the style the style of comedy i right I think going to be a pretty big dud in the box. The
2: thing box. is Jay and Silent Bob always worked in small doses. They yes. always worked mm, in correct. small doses. Correct. When they're when you know Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is not a good movie. And it's like yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater being severely depressed. And it's because I think you are taking two characters that usually are the most memorable lines in these other films and giving them their own movie, I think, has always been a mistake. And now it just I don't know. I, I thought from a narrative standpoint, Jay and Silent Bob strikes back fine ending like we're done and now we're going back to it it's essentially the same plot uh of jay and bob straight back where they find out that this movie is being rebooted and they get angry so they want to trek across the country to stop it from happening i guess and uh, okay like it's just it's the same mo- i mean maybe that's the joke of it i don't know but, but I like
1: think it is because that's uh, the whole like reboot and yeah i don't know for me watching the whole trailer just kind of made me sad
2: I like, didn't laugh once. Yeah, it, it you know
1: what you know what it felt like. It, it it kind of felt like like the Undertaker still wrestling and, and wrestling. <laughs> exactly. And I, I know Greg is is just like slowly like stabbing a pencil into his into his you know ears right now. But uh, yeah, it was like let everything come back to wrestling. It's, it's like killing. the wrestler that stays on like twelve years too long, and right. you're like, why is this guy still doing this? Why does he does he need the money like yeah or or like an athlete that's like you're like dude just retire like, right. we, we nobody wants to see this
2: right and it kills me that he just can't write a good movie in the View you Askew universe anymore just write a good a good movie and then have those guys have a cameo I'm I'm fine with that but like it just it, when you watch his early work to now it's like how is this the same writer I, I have no idea.
0: I'm really surprised he didn't try something for Netflix, like a little like six episode series with Jane and up just to see if there was an audience or if it was like a good reception, you know, from the people before he got the bucks. For, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it was financed, basically. I'm just surprised the studio didn't say. I mean, he
2: does, I, I think he had a couple of those like stand up specials on Netflix. So I think there is a relationship there. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm surprised that they didn't try to do something a lot smaller um, than right. just giving it you know his own movie but
0: yeah so the first so jay on silent bob strike back opened at 17 and finished at 47 uh a little under 48 uh so good multiplier there but fairly mild opening uh based off of what we know before we get to see or do see do we think it's gonna be over or under 17 and uh
2: it's oh. cool. a good I, question I,
1: I'd say maybe slightly but, under. I was gonna say that feels like the number. It does feel <laughs> yeah. like the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I think I,
2: w- I think its ceiling is like twenty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be still under 14, 15 <laughs> Kind of seems about right. Uh, see or don't see. I'm at a zero. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm probably again like negative two, uh, and just holding out hope that like, you know, hoping against hope that it's not terrible.
0: Yeah. yeah, minus no. three, minus three for me. I have just zero, zero, zero interest in revisiting. You know those characters again. And they're fine. I I like them when they, when I saw them. It's just right they're right. from a different era. Yeah.
2: Just rewatched Dogma a couple weeks ago. Still holds up. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable script. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. believe it's the same guy. <laughs> okay.
0: So for all of you waiting for us to get into the Marvel movies, they're coming. Uh, we just have a couple more to get through. One, I think we'll do real quick. The uh, they announced the they're going so we knew for a while we're going to the walking dead now that uh, they're going to make movies that were going to star Rick Grimes uh starring Andrew Andrew Lincoln the thought was the movies are going to be an AMC however they announced at Comic-Con that these are going to be theater releases so they wide you know wide release in the theater that they're going to do at least one and probably more movies uh starring Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes featuring the walking dead universe um gentlemen are you in or are you or are you out? Based, based off
1: of this is this, this is gonna maybe come as a shock, but I'm I'm actually a negative three on this. Yeah. I, wow. I uh yeah, I I stopped watching the show like three or four years ago and I I really don't miss it. Uh it, it's kind of funny, like I did not know that they were making movies, and I also didn't know that, that they were gonna be starring Rick Grimes. So when I did See that they were making a movie, it, it kind of like cycled through my head. I was like, "Oh, I'll bet you Rick is the, is the uh, is the main character of the movie." And of course he is, and it just feels entirely predictable. And I, I just I'm out on the show, and so I'm out on the movie.
2: Chris, I think I think the first movie bombs, and then they just you know toss <laughs> the rest of the plan in the trash. So
1: it's like the the Universal uh, horror. Oh yeah, this ready. is totally
2: a dark universe <laughs> plan, Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I'm yeah. out. I don't see the point. Um, Rick Grimes yeah. is pretty tired anyway. Like even while he's still on the show, like they should have killed him off in like season four, <laughs> or so. He's just he was never the in the top three most interesting characters on the show. I'm not even sure he's in the top five. And um, this seems pretty desperate. And I'm gonna guess box office wise, I don't know when this is releasing. I don't know. I don't think they know yet. I mean, this is again, I maybe low 20s maybe mm. if they're even if the walking yeah. still that big but uh, i don't think it's any bigger than that because you have to still see the show are you
1: guys know. still watching the show no not no not. no okay. I, I was
0: out i left during the middle of the negan the negan arc i was yeah me too yeah i was just it like, was
1: i i got like two episodes into i think the season where they like finally started to fight back and yeah. yeah, take like take the fight, not start fighting back, but take the fight to them. And then I was just like, I, I got behind on the show. And then it was just sitting on my DVR. And I yeah. was, after yeah. a while, I was like, I'll just delete it. And I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So we uh, see, so don't see. Are we all negative three on yeah. this? Okay. I am. Yeah. Okay. I am. too. Yeah. I am. I am as well. Okay, a couple movies. I just want to quickly touch on. Uh, one's not going to be quick, I know, but um, that made news during Comic Con. Although they weren't explicitly presented during Comic Con, is Halloween, which announced we knew there were sequels coming uh, based off of how well the first movie did. Um, we didn't know how they're going to, how many, and how they're going to do it. But they made their plans. There's going to be two more sequels, and it sounds like this is going to be the trilogy to at least for now, <laughs> perhaps for a while. Uh, end the Michael Myers saga so that's two movies one coming out in October 2020 it's called Halloween Kills and then October 2021 the movie is going to be called Halloween Ends and this is going to be I'm sure they're going to bill it as a conclusive end it won't be but at least for now it will be it's going to be the same director same writers as the first one Um, David Gordon Green uh, I'm butchering it wait what's his name David Gordon David Gordon Green Okay. And Danny McBride is going to write one of them. The same uh, John Carpenter is going to be involved in both the sequels. Um, it guys
1: in or are you out? I call shenanigans on the whole thing because. Oh really? Ooh. Yeah, they 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 say oh this the Halloween ends. Give me a break. They, they well, never end. It won't end. They we never know. end. Right. We, know, we, we know that. It we know
0: such that. A lie.
2: I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually really disappointed they're not going to reboot Season of the Witch. And I'm
0: still waiting for that. No, no, don't. One day. <laughs> one day they will.
2: Like, why not? Why not go, go for that? Um, I, I At least I'm hoping, at least by the time they'll get to Hollywood uh, Halloween, Halloween ends, there's at least a reference. We hear the song. Like something's got to happen. In that Halloween three, so to speak, uh, yeah. thing. But I mean, this is also one of those franchises where I'm like, you don't, don't, don't risk it. Like, <laughs> like you, you had a good thing, yeah, and like you're
1: lucky that the that this <laughs> this last uh, sequel was as good as it was. Right? Like, don't tempt fate. <laughs>
2: And I think by introducing, like, a title as a sequel, like Halloween Kills, right. you're just tempting fate too much. And that's, like, that's, like, you know, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, you're just, you're just, you're just tempted, you're just, uh it's just too much of a roll of the dice for me. I, uh, so, yeah.
0: But I think that, I think, and again, we, we've all been suckered in by this kind of idea too much, but what, returning all the same directors and writers and John Carpenter still being involved, I get it. But I think... I don't think they do this until at least they have a plan. Like they had a clear plan for the first one, and they executed it pretty well. So
1: yeah.
0: you've got to think they have a plan for. Again, they're being so bold as to announce the titles. Do you know, we so though? I think, I'm sorry. Do, do we though? <laughs> <laughs> I think these guys really love the franchise. So I, I think in again, I I know it, it's this this has suckered me and everyone in before this what I'm about to say, but you know. Based off of the first one, and based off every, all they're saying, all the right things. Um I'm gonna be a sucker for this. I'm, I'm a sucker for the Halloween franchise. Yeah, I've watched all the movies multiple times. So, you know, You're I'm I'm, in. Chris, I mean, I'm the three.
2: Listen, yeah. here's the thing. There's nothing sadder than seeing Greg disappointed by a horror film. And <laughs> I don't want that in this world. That is true. I don't wanna I don't wanna witness that. <laughs> I don't wanna hear that. Um so <laughs> I'm really, hoping that it's good. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I was and I had high I had high expectations for the first one and it came it delivered on like ninety percent of my expectations. So it was it was
2: and, it was It's not the craziest, like, idea. Like, the craziest idea is this whole Saw remake. So, like, that's...
1: Yeah, that (sighs) was... Okay, I'm just hearing about this.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock is rebooting Saw. What? uh Uh-huh.
1: Okay, cue the uh, Chris Rock meme where he makes the weird face, like,
2: Huh? Apparently apparently he's you know he sees that Jordan Peele is the master of horror. Oh, right he's and kidding. like got to have another you know got to try to try to get That's
1: what's happening isn't it? That's, um, that's it. And I you think he's sure.
2: recruiting I think he's recruiting Samuel L. Jackson to be his play's father in the movie sure. which is like yeah. I don't know how that fits into the Saw. I'm so like So
1: wait, is Chris Rock going to be in the movie? He's
2: apparently writing, yes. directing and going to be in it. What?
1: Yeah. And this Is, is he going to be Saw or Jigsaw? I don't know. I'll we'll to find out. That would be this cool. Is, that's actually, I would be, I, I would might be at a one on that one. <laughs> there you go. Just for this sheer like
0: <laughs> reason. We we got off on a tangent, but yeah, you know, look, most of the horror movies are terrible. Actually, I shouldn't say that. We we are in a really good horror era right now. But given what they could produce, you know, in October, you know, in terms of the quality of, um, you know, oh, we yeah. have. We, it's it, it's I'm fine with these guys coming back. It's gonna be good hands. It may, you know they're probably messing up in some fashion. Probably messed it up. Yeah, they probably will. But hey, Emperor, look
1: how we how we killed,
0: I, I won't. But that's uh, that's okay.
1: I'm thinking of a line, Chris, from uh, that thing you do that Liv Tyler says.
2: Oh, your... <laughs> I dare
0: you.
2: I dare you kiss me with my uh... Shame on me
1: for you. kissing you so long with my eyes closed.
0: Indeed. Okay so uh qu- all right so negative three see you don't see uh for the second and the third one just as like an entity
2: Negative two.
1: Ooh. Negative, mm, negative one
0: what? you guys didn't like the first one
1: i did i i just i think you're they're pushing the envelope with They're this just pushing thing. it
2: they're pushing wow. it yeah.
1: okay all right well my, i'm a, th- I'm a three, my guard so. is up
0: <laughs> my eyes are open positive <laughs> three don't care i'm in i'm in i'm in, I'm in opening night Okay, uh, last one, and this is sort of a doozy to be the last one before we get to the Marvel movies, but Cats released their trailer uh, right <laughs> in the midst of Comic-Con. Uh, we, have, we have at least one piece out on, on Sage Blog about it, right, Chris? Or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so we won't, we won't get too in the weeds here. I'm sure there'll be uh, some of the other uh, podcasts on the network will get into this a lot more, but... Um, Chris, I'm gonna save you for last. Uh, okay, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, gonna, I'll just start with myself. My reaction on it. Um, I watched it. I was confused. I watched it again. I was even more puzzled. Um, these human-sized cats on, like, a big set singing yeah. about something that I have no idea what the plot is um, with these weird, like, human hands on them. It was a very, very, very strange trailer. Um, Ken, what were your thoughts? Uh, I,
1: I – basically everything that you said. Okay. Uh, and then I just laughed at myself to myself and messaged Chris uh, on <laughs> Facebook saying that uh, this was going to be a furry's uh, wet dream. <laughs> so <laughs> – <laughs> so, yeah so with that Chris, all said what the heck's going on here uh, what, all right yeah. so here's the Chris, deal we're gonna clear the lane for you <laughs> i think you go i go sh- iso on this go ahead.
2: <laughs> i think i speak for the entire professional theatrical community when i say that no one was asking for this movie to be made like there was not a clamor saying man i really wish there was a cats movie like we've We've technically already had one. There was a what's called a pro shot where they actually film a live performance of the West End production, and we were fine with that because it's like, okay, we saw the production, like we're good. Um, nobody was hoping for this movie. Uh, it, this is definitely a just a studio like, hey, Andrew Lloyd Weber, We basically all of his movies have all of his musicals have been made into movies except for Cats, uh, and there's a reason for that because it doesn't work as a movie, and this won't work as a movie, and. Um, <laughs> from everything that we heard from the behind the scenes that like Tom Hooper, who also did the terrible Les Mis uh, movie uh, was promising like, Oh, you're going to see CGI. Like you've never seen before. Oh, <laughs> and, like yeah. this He's brand right. new technology. And yeah. we were like, uh, okay, like why? Like, so we Maybe were thinking... use
1: technology or CGI. We have seen before.
2: Right. I, I thought <laughs> we were going to do one of two things. I thought we were either going to go all the way and they're just cats, like CGI cats on hind legs, dancing and singing, which, Okay, we would have laughed at but like... Okay.
0: Photorealism? <laughs> Photorealism. Like, <laughs> a Lion, King. like a
2: Lion King-esque right, like right. musical. Okay, fine. That's not going to give me nightmares. This gives me nightmares. This half-cat hybrid where like they're basically mutants in a way. Um, Island of Dr.
1: Moreau.
2: <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So, yeah, nobody... So f- for anybody listening who is, like, making fun of this or saying, like, oh, gosh, theater, blah, no, please know that we didn't ask for this. No one was asking for this. We actually all wanted, um, you know, a Wicked movie or something like that at first um, and not this. So, uh, yeah, no, this is going to be terrible. I mean, what's what's funny, though, is I think it's going to do very well because people will go see it to make fun of it. Um <laughs> Like, all my, my theatrical my, – my Facebook feed is just like, oh, my God, we're all going to get, like, chew on CBTs and then go see this movie because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to trip out. And I think that's why I think it's going to do very well because people are actually going to go see it in jest rather than as fans of cats because I can't find a single fan <laughs> of cats.
0: So and, what, do we, what do we make of um... – James Corden and Rebel Wilson being in this movie among other curious casting decisions. It's um, stupid. That, it's <laughs> stupid.
2: It's stupid. Because James Corden has to be in everything nowadays. That's right. I, like, like why? he is, like he, is seen... he is the current uh, he's the title holder of the you know Neil Patrick Harris, Hugh Jackman like mm. ambassador for theater belt
0: if you know Neil Patrick has at least had talent. I mean, all James Corden did was come up with some like karaoke sketch on his late late, late f- show I, that no one watched. He's right? the funny thing. Stars so, and like, sings. Like,
2: right? People You're... forget. People forget that James Corden actually came from Broadway first. So he actually oh, really? won, okay. he won a Tony back in the day. Oh, um, I didn't know that. And his his history is in theater. But and then he got the talk show. Like I remember, like when he got the talk show, everybody was like, "Oh, I was like that guy that won a Tony a couple years ago." That's random. So. I, I, he has theater cred. I just okay. don't need to see him in everything. And you know, he hosted the Tonys this year. He's you know, just I'm an, I'm good. We're good. Like enough. He does that sidewalk crossing theater stuff. Great. That's all you need to do right now. Don't be in every single movie musical. Um, actually, I shouldn't say he took the bell from Anna Kendrick. So like, it's you know, James Corden, Anna Kendrick, Neil Patrick Harris.
1: So, to speak. so Chris, I had a question for you that uh, I, I posed to both of you earlier today. Which would be a funnier um, way to come at this when, when on stage blog reviews this would it be me reviewing it, having no frame of reference for the movie, or would it be someone like you who it has the theater background?
2: No, it's you, honestly, because yeah. I'll hate it. I, you will hate <laughs> you. I, I hate cats to begin with, I don't understand how it did so well for so long. Uh, again, the 80s, right? Um <laughs> it was the longest running show of the decade wow. crazy um and there's no plot so like i just how yeah. is there no plot cuz it's based on a it's based on a collections of poems about
1: cats that okay was, is that where ts eliot comes in that's ts eliot it's okay cuz i saw his name in the trailer and i'm like what in the world does ts eliot have to do with cats
2: he he wrote a bunch of poems about cats and <laughs> Some back in the nineteen eighties. Again, you know, back in the nineteen eighties, nobody was asking for this either, but they made a musical out of it. And you know, because of a couple, you know, key songs, uh, it became a hit um and ran for I think twelve years on Broadway. Like it ran for an obscene amount of time. Uh, but this was the show to see in the nineteen eighties. And when you watch it now, you're like, how Was this the show of the 1980s? I don't get it. So
1: is there okay? Last question. Uh, I'm I'm kind of freestyling here. Then we gotta gotta move. Yeah, we do. Is this is there a correlation you think between these uh, these Broadway uh, remakes in in the (laughs) movies with the Disney uh, live action remakes of their animated movies? Um, I
2: I think that the there are movie executives that are seeing how theater is becoming more mainstream nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore there is a rush to make movies because we also have an, an In the Heights movie coming out. We've got the West Side Story remake coming out. Wicked apparently is going to come out by 2022. So there are – more of them are on their way. So it's, it's – and we can actually – you know, not to get too into the weeds, but you can blame Chicago for all of this. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, right. There you go.
0: Well, so Lay miz uh, came out and opened. Now, uh, these openings a little weird because it came out around Christmas, but opened to 27.3 million. And that's non-adjusted inflated and ended at one hundred and forty eight forty nine million. And I'll call that a bomb. I expect, really? you're right. I expected, I thought it would do better than that. I agree with you. I actually agree yeah. with you on that. This is so, the one movie that
2: I thought could actually work, a musical that I said, you know, that could be a good movie. Um, And it shot beautifully, but just a lot of problems with
0: it. So. so, do we think? So, do we think cats? So, in today's dollars, Lady Miz did one sixty nine. Do we think cats will be over or under for total? I'm not gonna guess opening weekend because uh, right, it's Christmas and it'll be weird. Mm. But Does, over under one sixty nine. Just viewing.
2: I'm gonna say it's over slightly.
1: Really? Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: slightly. I
1: think it might be too. Uh, what? What's the budget on this movie? Do we know? i don't know i just brought I, it to I, a I, screeching halt <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I just, it, it it uh it piques my interest that there this is a movie being made without a plot uh and it's obviously i mean with the cgi involved there's obviously it's it's not a cheap movie to make so is this the the most expensive art house movie ever made <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: uh Last question for me, Chris. Uh, do do you think Jennifer Hudson is a good pick to sing Memories uh, in the musical?
2: No, she's too young. Actually, that's, too uh,
0: young. Oh, yeah. Well, here's
2: the thing: <laughs> they've actually never nailed this character correctly. Grizabella is supposed to be like this old cat that's trying to be reborn. You're so
1: in the weeds right now. <laughs> You're so in the weeds.
2: Oh
0: god, shoot me. Well, it, was it. A big, it was a big part of the trailer, which is why. I yeah. So I she's
2: talking. she's a, she's this old cat that's trying to be reborn because there's magic in the moonlight that you know her nine lives so to speak and she can be reborn um the problem is jennifer hudson's 37 years old but interestingly enough the women that have played this role before were 36 and 38 so they've never technically got this role role right
1: what what is that in cat years
2: that's that's a good question i don't know but here's the thing like when they announced the casting and they said that judy dench was gonna be in this movie i thought she was gonna play grizabella Uh, and i was like oh finally they got like an old older person to play this role, even though Judy Dench doesn't really sing, so right. um,
0: that's never stopped him before. Russell. Never Carl stopped him before. In, in uh,
2: I, so yeah, it does. It doesn't make sense to me that she's she's playing this role. Um, it, it's just nothing. Nothing about this movie looks good. It looks goofy and silly, uh, which is why I think it'll do slightly better. And the Taylor Swift fans will show up in full force.
0: So okay. all right, see don't see negative three to positive three. Chris, uh,
2: surprisingly, quickly.
1: Surprisingly, negative two. Ken? Oh, man. I'm, I I kind of want to go one just because it looks so bizarre and so weird. And, yeah, I'll go negative one.
0: I would – I think I'm with you, Ken. I think I'm negative one. So, the, the, so Chris is the most extreme uh, so far, negative two. Okay, let's get to the MCU news. And it was – there was a lot, a lot of MCU news – they confirmed Phase Four, uh, which is heavily awaited. Most of which was not a surprise. A lot, most of these movies were either guessed at or heard through a couple leaks or just some really smart speculation. Uh, they announced. The very first Phase 4 movie that's going to come out in May of 2020 is The Black Widow, uh, which is going to be a prequel of sorts um, that at least will take it in some part in Budapest, which is referred to uh, in some of the Phases 1 through 3 movies where Black Widow is in. That's going to be followed by a brand new property called The Eternals, which is uh, you know a group of immortal people. That's going to star uh, Angelina Jolie and Kumail Nanjiani, Salma Hayek, uh, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, and we also have, you know, actually, before I go through the rest, let's just tackle these one by one. Let's start with Black Widow. Um, Ken, I want to ask you, is this the property we think, is this a good property to start Phase 4 of the MCU with, in your
1: humble opinion? I don't know how it starts Phase 4, unless it's something that... Uh because i believe it's supposed to take place in the past, right? Correct. Correct. So, yes. it unless it unless it's something that happens that that's like starts something in motion for like way into the future, i'm not i'm not sure how this fits in. Chris?
2: Yeah, me neither. I don't i don't think you st- it's smart to start your f- your future by going back. Apparently, yeah, this is a prequel, but it quote unquote lays the groundwork for the future, which, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, so we are all aligned on this. Uh, yeah, I think this is incredibly risky uh, from a box office point of view. I'm sure they'll make it, you know, a fine, acceptable movie. Um, but yeah, I think the fans are really looking to see what's going coming up and what's how it moves forward and to go backwards, especially for a property which you know, there was. Um, I consider fake internet outcry for a Black Widow movie. Um, I don't know where you guys stand. I didn't think we needed a Black Widow movie. I didn't think we needed a Hawkeye um, movie either. But um, there was supposed outcry, oh, because it was sexism that a woman didn't get her own standalone movie, so now they're making one for her. Do you guys see a need for a Black Widow movie?
1: Forgetting I, that it starts Phase Four or not? Uh, I, I honestly, I don't. I don't because we had Red Sparrow in 2018. That was basically. <laughs> That was basically like the same kind of story of right, black right. of Black Widow's backstory.
0: Yeah, and that's my thing. Like, we we got her backstory, and okay, it wasn't over a concentrated period of time, but over several movies. I mean, we know her arc. I mean, she had a very she and Hawkeye had very specific arcs, and it came to completion by the end of Endgame. So, right, I don't I don't really see any. you know, again, they're gonna get into you know her world. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure they'll pull it off very well. But from a box office point of view, I'm not. I'm just not sure the fans are hungry for for this movie. Well, um, I also
2: think like when that cry, when that supposed outcry happened, Marvel didn't necessarily have a strong roster of female characters yet. So this mm, was before mm. Captain Marvel, this was before Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Um, so those characters hadn't come yet, and since they have, <laughs> yeah, that, that that outcry has definitely died down a lot to the point where we're like, yeah, we. There was a satisfying end to the character in Endgame. Okay, we don't really need to go backwards. Um so yeah, I I just I'm not excited about this one, you know, at all.
0: So Yeah, I think the only forward looking thing might be there's there's rumblings that they're gonna tease her replacement. So there's gonna be a new Black Widow and in the comics there's some character who I don't know. Um so yep. that's a possible move forward, how they set up some part of phase four. Um, so
1: the so the movies are just gonna become the comic books, basically, where <laughs> every character has like two to three people that end up playing them. Right. right. Is that what we're really doing with these movies? Ultimately, yeah, because... Isn't that kind of messy? Well, it's interesting you bring this up, because if
2: you check out... Here's a shameless plug. uh, My good friend Steve's video of, like, what's wrong with Endgame, which is actually on an onstage blog right now, he actually brings this up about how, because of what they did in Endgame, they've basically made the silliness possible of like they could do anything they want now and this is kind of like an example of that where you're having these multiple characters play these roles and you know it's just uh, it's it's just going to get out of control i think yeah. um the other thing to consider too is scarlett Johansson doesn't open well as a by herself like she doesn't traditionally open well when like movies like lucy for instance um uh
0: that open lucy actually lucy like counter well? example yeah I'm gonna pull up the box office. Pull
2: it off. but I, uh, yeah, I, to my knowledge, at least with Scarlett Johansson, when she does these solo movies, um, they don't do typically great. Um, Lucy so, made
1: 126 million dollars. Opened to 43. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, so that's Lucy's, a Lucy's very, doing, that's a very good result for. I will concede that Lucy's the Lucy outlier,
2: yeah. but um, yeah, I
0: don't know. We'll see. And, well, Ghost, well, in that? That like Ghost in shell the Shell. That's was Ghost in the Shell is a whitewashing one that yeah you know, that didn't do that. 18
1: do. million opening, 40 million gross. Yeah. I do think, and this is
0: a total, this is a subject for a totally different podcast. I think the window for an opener is like so small now. Like I think back in the eighties and nineties, you could have like ten year windows to be a movie opener. Now, I think you have like a year to two year where right. just based on your name alone, you're going to sell the movie. So I think I think Johansson already had her window basically, unless I don't
1: even know if she had a window.
0: I think Lucy. I'm I mean, looking... I, think, I think 2014 was her window. Yeah, just and I'm using Lucy as evidence of that. I mean, that's, that's like sort of my
1: that's literally like the only movie that she's like the star of right yeah right yeah
0: and i don't know and i have to look to see what else she did whether she was anywhere I'm, close. i'm looking to, really. and she's yeah. not well yeah she had Well, she had marvel movies to do you know which right I'm sure occupied a lot of her time um so yeah it's I mean, to your point, Chris, I mean, I I certainly don't think she's an opener by herself anymore. And there's no word that there's going to be any other Marvel stars in in, in the movie. So I think I, I, I didn't, I believe Ant-Man holds the quote unquote record for the lowest box office, uh, weekend for all the Marvel movies. I think that opened to like 55 million, (laughs) um, I think I think I think we're going to see Black Widow do around that around that number. Maybe in the mm. 60s because it's going to be the first Marvel movie since Spider-Man. I was going to, so that, going to say that.
1: I think that'll they'll boost it a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's got the prime
0: time weekend. You know, it's got the opening weekend in May. Opening weekend in May. So, yeah.
1: it's yeah,
0: so it's got a very good chance to do above that, but I don't I certainly not breaking 100 million in right. my humble opinion. Um so see right now, just we haven't even seen a trailer yet. I think there's one clip that's out there from Budapest, but see don't see Black Widow. Where are we at right now? Negative one mm. Ken? Okay. I'll, I'll say one yeah' you're, you're a you're a marvel uh what do you call it so, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, right now, I'm a zero, Yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly neutral on this right now, so the next move they announce is the Eternals. Uh, this has been talked about. This is, not a, again, not a surprise. Some of the cast has already come out, but they announced the full cast. And uh, the big names that are out, we've listed before, but Angelina Jolie, Kumail Nanjiani, Salma Hayek, and Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. Uh, there's, I think, uh, how many Eternals are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Seven. Eight. Yeah, seven or eight in, t- in total. Um, very diverse. They got a lot of good publicity for cast diversity. And uh, gender flipping a couple of the characters. Um, do either of you guys know what? What was your knowledge of the Eternals? Your experience of the Eternals, if any, heading into this announcement?
1: I have I have zero frame of reference. Zero.
0: zero rest, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're all going into this cold, um, which is, so that'll so be good. So what's so what's your interest based off of this general plot? This could be another new group. That's going to be introduced. They're you know, supposedly immortal, obviously based off their name. Does the cast intrigue you of this? Does the premise intrigue you at all? What's sort of your interest based off? I you-
1: am intrigued by the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie, uh, Camille Nanjiani, Sama Hayek, Richard Madden. I, I, I'm a big fan of Brian Tyree Henry. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's done a lot of uh, good movies as well as being on Atlanta uh, on... Uh, on FX, so I, I'm really in for that, and also because it's Marvel.
0: Yeah, I'm really intrigued by selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. Uh, selma Hayek is actually my number one right now. I think she's an actress that could really uh, make it her own and really have fun mm. with the role. Julie I think we're going to see. I think she's probably gonna be more or less her Maleficent character, probably on the on the more good side, not as evil, but. I think we've seen her ham it up as that character, so I imagine she'll bring more of the same, which is fine, you know. For uh, for Eternals, are these
1: sorry, but are all these characters uh, like heroes, or are they like a mix of heroes and villains?
0: It sounds like they're all heroes. Yeah, yeah they they have different they have different abilities. So like one guy is like the he like makes all their weapons and develops the technology behind it. One a couple of them are like the brainiacs of the group. One is the the leader, you know, so it 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 got kind of the usual dynamics to them. Um Chris, what's your interest based off what we know? know? Just grab your fancy.
2: I'm not I'm not over the top interested. Um Again, it, but I, I mean, I also wasn't over the top interested in Guardians of the Galaxy. So,
0: right.
2: <clears throat> you know, it's kind of one of those things where at least with this type of, of film, like Marvel has earned my trust. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm it. So,
0: yeah. Yep, I agree. I agree with that. So coming out in November of 2020 and then next movie after that is called uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, this is uh, another kind of new superhero uh, not new. He's obviously in the comics. Uh, but he's been new to the big screen. Starring mm-hmm. Simu Lu, I believe is, is his name. And he's interesting. Now, this movie's coming out in February. And he is a master of the martial arts. He, well, according to the original versions of the hero, he doesn't have any superpowers whatsoever. He is just, like, he is a master of the martial arts. And he battles supervillains just with his... You know, knowledge of kung fu and other and and other disciplines and practices. And interestingly, they announced. I want to get your guys' take on this. That the villain is going to be the Mandarin. I like that. Uh, Ken likes it. Chris, what is your I'm, what is your take?
2: I mean, the fact that they're actually going to have the Mandarin be Asian. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, because they, I, I mean, I will, I will gladly state on um, that. I, Greg, you might have been there to witness it. Um, that I was so angry at yes. Iron Man three.
0: Yeah, I was angry it. too. Yeah, because okay. we were. It was
2: going so well, and then, oh, but you know, this was this is their chance to get it right. Um, I'm so loving everything about this. Yeah.
0: Did you guys see? There is a short. Marvel does these one shots, these shorts, and that are part of Blu-rays and various things. Did you see the short about the mandarin about Ben Kingsley's character He's Kings in jail? Yeah, he's in jail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, so. so you saw this. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see it till this morning doing homework uh for the pod. So it you know, in this short they basically you know they basically say, "Well, did you know you're imitating a real Mandarin? There's a real group, you know, the Ten Rings, and you know, there's a real guy who's angry now that you're imitating him." And you know, Ben Kingsley's character, Trevor Slattery, is like, "Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was doing." So it, it's really interesting they put this out. It felt like they're kind of retconning to p- fans like Chris, you know, and to lesser degree myself, who are like, "How could you make the Mandarin American? <laughs> you know, how could you like?" He's you British. Know? british pardon me yes um but you know white all right is that, is that fair yeah there you so, go yeah right so felt like they're definitely retconning so there so it looks sounds like we're all in on the mandarin being brought back in um as a villain we're just going to kind of forget that whole now i know uh what's his name aldrin killian aldrich killian he didn't claim to be the Mandarin, maybe. He just claimed to be a Mandarin or right. some sort of disagreement about that. So they don't have to, like, explain that away probably in this and new movie. Kudos
2: meeting. to you for remembering his name because I sure as heck did
0: it. Yeah. O- only I, I, only I just like Guy Pierce. <laughs> God, oh, that was movie. so I, I liked I I liked Iron Man three for Iron Man. Every every other aspect of that was totally forgettable <laughs> for me. Like his arc was good. Like I thought it was a very good yeah. arc, you know, for and Robert Downey Jr. was really good, but who was that movie forgettable? Uh any other thoughts on Shane uh, uh see or don't see for Shang uh for Shane Chase. Oh three.
1: Three? three. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm uh two. Yeah, I think I'm a solid one. I'm not quite as <laughs> I'm less racist than Greg. <laughs> I'm, <interested laughs> I'm, to I'm see okay with it On the big screen.
0: <clears throat> now, next, next now, this is, now we're in May 2021, we've got Doctor Strange and the Mad, multi, and the Mad Multiverse. Uh, they announced it's not just to be a Doctor Strange vehicle, but also a Scarlet Witch vehicle, which means Elizabeth Olsen's going to star in this, along with Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'm sure Benedict Wong as well. Um, we don't know if um, what was his name, Mordo. A Baron Baron Mordo, right? Uh, we don't know if he's going to be involved. He was sort of set up in the post credits of the first Doctor Strange as being the villain. We'll see uh, about that. But no trailer yet. Just the news and the release date, uh, guys. What do you think? What do you make? What do you make of this?
2: I don't know. I wasn't really particularly high on the first Doctor Strange. Um, mm. Yeah, that's, that's a hot take, maybe. Why is that? Why, now why
0: were you high on it?
2: Uh, you know what? I'll be I'll be the first to say probably because I don't really know a lot about. That that canon, if you will, I um, like
1: it. The less I know about these mo- these characters, the better for me. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I still, I still, yeah.
2: I still wasn't down with it. And you know, of course, I went in with you know bias opinion because I didn't like the fact that Tilda Swinton was playing the Asian one. But because um, like you t- you tell me that that character's Asian, and then Tilda Swinton's cast, who's like by the way, the whitest human on the face of the planet, <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not particularly overjoyed walking in. Right, uh, right. I did that. Is actually one of the three or four marvel films i did not see in the theater i actually waited until it oh. came out on video mm. or you know streaming um and I, I i think i've only seen it twice so they've they've got to hook me in i saw so I, I, you know see on c i'm at i'm at literally at like a zero with that
0: without
1: okay. wow okay. i'm at a three mm. i i loved uh dark strange um, yeah it's one I'm, of my favorite I'm, my favorite this marvel one,
0: movies
1: yeah this one i'm i'm probably the most excited about for the ones that they announced this weekend just because um, Scott Derrickson is a a, write, a director that that uh, uh, cut his teeth doing horror movies, and and they're marketing this as a horror movie, and so I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, so if
0: they truly unleash that aspect, not just the horror aspect, but just again more of the uh, not the realms, uh, just a bit mystical abilities. And with Elizabeth also uh, Scarlet Witch being involved, I think there's a lot of good possibilities Mm -hmm. here to make just a super trippy and possibly dark uh, movie. I think I love these subtitles of all these movies. Like, I just love The Legend of the Ten Rings. I love The the Mad Multiverse. That's just a fantastic subtitle to a movie. Um, Even uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, which we'll get to, is wonderful. I'm a three as well on this. Um, This is opening night, absolutely. Um, Yeah and i'm i'm really curious what they do to doctor strange going forward they could make him even more powerful even more or we'll see what they do and how he figures in but i think this all the, they do a good job of making all these movies unique in their own little genre their mini genre but this one could be a truly special genre depending what they do with the sequel i agree all right so ken and i are 3s chris is a 0 all right racist <laughs> uh last movie of the phase four is thor love and thunder uh this was an interesting one because um they they talked a lot about characters other than chris hemsworth (laughs) and the character chris hemsworth play i'm saying it that way because the first announcement was that valkyrie is going to be in the movie and they they she said to herself at Comic Con, that she is most definitely an LG, uh, LGBTQ uh, character, which was—I don't think—that was ever really hinted at. Uh, it was—it hint- was
1: pretty strongly hinted at with the with the Valkyries in general, okay. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not—it wasn't explicitly spelled out, but yeah, no. it was—it was—it was, it was hinted at.
0: But the big announcement is that there's going to be a female Thor. And the female Thor is going to be Natalie Portman and the character Natalie Portman played in the first two movies, in the first two Thor movies. So before I hand it to you, my question is, isn't there just Thor still around? The Chris Hemsworth Thor is still around. Right. So how, how can there be a female, I can understand why there'd be a female is, yeah. Asgardian, like the queen of uh, Asgard, if Asgard still exists, You know, which it doesn't at the end of Ragnarok. But I don't know how you give a female Thor if Thor is still around, right? It's like yeah. I, I'm very confused. That. But clearly she's going to wield the hammer. They already said that. They took a picture with her, with uh, Mjolnir, and um, guys, what do you th- what do you
1: make of this? What Again, make- like they also destroyed the hammer. So what's <laughs> well, going on there? But he got
0: another one. At the, but he got no. The- they, the- sent
1: they, sent they sent it the back. They returned. They returned everything. That's oh. what Captain America did, including the hammer. Including the hammer. Yes. Yeah, I,
2: I think this is the first movie that's really going to have to work to to fit I guess some sort of narrative or the events of endgame so to speak uh truly kind of impact it. Um I got to be honest. I I have my reservations about this. I love me some Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Don't me get too. me wrong. I Kind of was hoping that they would just give her her own movie, like and just me not, too. Don't even worry about putting Thor, like putting the name Thor, associated with it.
1: Yeah, just do a Valkyrie movie. I'd I'm be on star- board with
2: that. I'm starting to get haunting, like tingles of Ghostbusters 2016 uh, with this one, <laughs> and to the point where I'm like, this is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. None of us. I don't think there was a single. Marvel fan, male or female, that was like, you know what we really miss? We miss Jane Foster.
0: Like, right, like, right, like, yeah. Man,
2: where's Jane?
0: Like she ugh. was in two movies. It doesn't make any sense. I just, none of
2: us, none of us cared. And um, yeah, and that's not even
0: getting to Natalie Portman, who I she's she's just not a physical actress. She wasn't even in the Star Wars movie. Like she has she's talented. She's a, she's a talented actress, but yeah. not in you know you need to be at least a little physical if you're going to be. A Thor, you know, a female Thor, as they're uh, portraying her. So yeah, this was this was an odd, this was a really odd choice. One,
1: it's a it's a left field kind of move. Um, yeah, it feels
0: desperate, like this. It feels like it's a move you really make out of desperation, and they're not in a place of. of desperation.
1: I don't know if it's desperation, but it feels like you're trying to do too many things or, or mm-hmm. change change too many variables um, mm-hmm. to kind of to either mix it up or or differentiate yourself from the previous Thor movie that was also directed by Taika Waititi. So I yeah. don't, I don't really, I'm, I'm not sure what their motivation is. Um, yeah. I mean, and maybe they got, maybe they have a great hook for the story and, and, you know, maybe it's, this is all, you know, uh, pro clutching on our parts for, you know, for no good reason. But, uh, yeah, it's, right. it's something that gives me pause.
0: Yeah. And, so see you don't see uh chris where are you see you don't see uh, it Negative two. Ooh. Oh wow i'm still yeah. a two <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm a minus one minus one i i gotta see if excuse me i gotta see if this is like how much of the movie female thor is gonna take up or if this is really just a valkyrie movie with you know some other people involved um is there anything else in this? Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. So that's so that's that's Phase 4. They did not announce Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which some were wondering if they were going to announce that or not. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, by all by most smart speculation, was supposed to be the first movie of Phase 4, mm. So, that, which we should have brought up when we talked about Black Widow sort of being the headliner. At least the first one was that it made a lot more sense <laughs> of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but then due to the right. James Gunn, you know, scandal they had to shift that back so they're probably in a bit of a panic so that should have been mentioned when we were kind of discussing black widow but and, and the last p- piece of big news so there's also other news about their their tv shows they're going to disney plus that's going to save for another podcast um yeah. to get into we're just gonna stick to the movies here but they announced that they are going to reboot blade <laughs> um in not in phase four probably in phase five or later And they recruited and signed Mahershala Ali to play the signature character of Blade. Guys, your thoughts?
1: I think he's a he's a good cast. Uh, Yes, yes. great cast. Yeah, Yeah. great cast. Very Um, curious to see how they how they bring Blade into the MCU.
0: Yeah, right. Um. Even with number one, I, I think I, it's yeah. easy to say that they did it, but I think he would have been on the top of my wish list for Blake. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't I don't think there's another guy that would, you know. Uh, uh, maybe hopefully... Den, maybe Denzel. I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Actually I
2: I'll be honest, I wish they, I wish it was Michael B. Jordan, but they already used him uh,
1: yeah. in a way.
2: Uh but um
0: Herschel I think Herschel is still better than Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, no, honest. I agree.
1: It's Herschel Ali kind of feels perfect for the part.
0: He's got an inner, like, he channels the inner thought and strength and sort of the fury, I think, better than Michael B. Jordan would. like he's Because, again, his eyes sort of, he's so good with his eyes, you know, and acting right. with his eyes. And I, and I think that's what's well, important for a character for wearing sunglasses. sunglasses. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I thought of that as I said it, yes. But let me ask
2: you this. if if, it, if Do you think this will be the first rated R MCU film coming yet? And if it's not, will you will you still be excited to see it? Mm. If you said if we get a PG thirteen Blade movie, mm.
0: they're not going to do R movies, I don't think. Well, not. they're going to do Deadpool. Yeah, no, no, you're you're right. Um, and they've said that, so that will point. be R. That's a good point because they've talked about like the standalone Deadpool will be R, but they bring him in to like the Avengers, he would be like PG thirteen. So yeah, so I guess that, yeah, so I guess the they doors could, open. They could
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: there you so. go. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm really curious about the MCU take on the vampire world, and I think there would be some really great interactions there. I think, so.
1: I think they should do like, uh, you know, where Lion King brought back James Earl Jones, and Spider-Man: Far From Home brought back uh, J.K. Simmons. Uh huh. They, uh-huh. they should bring back Stephen Dorff. Yes. For for yes. the uh, Blade reboot, I, I'm in. Absolutely <laughs> love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, do Wait. you think do you think uh, Kevin Feige was joking when he said, like, oh, we didn't even get to talk about Fantastic Four yet, and, like, yeah. and mutants, and, like, people lost their minds. Right. These articles pop up saying, like, Marvel confirms that you're doing a Fantastic Four movie. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They just, I think I he think was just joking. <laughs> ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so with the so with the news of the Blade reboot, and obviously you mentioned the Fantastic Four and the Mutants, so there's a lot of bit. So Disney, uh, not I'm sorry, Marvel, not surprisingly, dominated the news. But there's a lot of movie uh, buzz that came out of Comic Con this year, uh, and that wraps it up for the special edition of the box office preview. Um, let's see, we have this week uh, we have a regular edition of the box office preview. We're going to be breaking down Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Yay! This ninth official movie. We have that coming up. Chris, what do you got in the podcast pipeline?
2: Uh, We got two episodes of the movie musical Shakedown coming this week. Uh, And then as soon as 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 I can figure out the tech of how to do it, uh, we are releasing an exclusive theatrical podcast only for top fans on Facebook. So only the top fans uh, on Facebook, which is now a classification, um, according to Facebook, uh, will be able to hear this podcast. So. so do
0: we know for fans that want to be top fans, how to become top fans? Is it based on Honestly, engagement? share
2: yeah. as much of stage blog stuff as you possibly can. Comment, like. It's all about engagement, apparently. I don't know what the number is. I just know that, like, apparently, you know, the day that they decide to make this thing a thing, uh, we have a lot of top fans. So uh, I vow that we would be creating exclusive content simply for those fans. Um, so this will be one of
0: them. Terrific. Uh, so, so it's an exclusive movie musical shakedown just for that. Oh, no,
2: it's, it's a completely separate oh, podcast. Oh, oh, oh
0: separate podcast. Um, okay. so I think it's just
2: simply called the Onstage Blog Top Fan Podcast. So,
0: um, <laughs> Very we have to original. Top, top Fan
2: Maverick. I don't know.
0: So, um, so speaking of, uh, if you have any questions that you want to hear answered on this week's See, Don't See uh, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you can email us. At onstagebop. That's onstagebop at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any bonus questions uh, you want to have us answer, you have any C, don't see, or any other general questions you want, feel free to email us onstagebop at gmail.com. That's onstagebop
1: at gmail.com. Ken, mm-hmm. what do you got? What do you got coming on? What do you got going on? Got any um, reviews coming up? Uh, yep. I just saw The Lion King this afternoon. I'm going to be writing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, got right. a top 10 list that i just sent to chris uh,
2: tomorrow
1: oh that's coming out soon yep and uh yeah we'll be recording a regular uh, episode of the box office uh preview tomorrow
0: very good all right folks well that's a wrap thank you for joining us today uh all of your need all of your podcast wants on movie and theater you don't you need to go no place else other than the onstage blog podcast network we have, do well, we have a dozen podcasts now, Chris. Oh, gosh, at least, yeah. <laughs> Movies, theater, anything you want, no place to go, but on, but the onstage blog podcast network. All right, for Ken Jones, Chris Peterson, I am Greg Earhart. Thank you for joining us. Give us five stars, please, on iTunes, podcasts, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you can find us. Please give us five stars, five stars, five stars. Uh, we will see you on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That'll be coming out a couple days after this. Adios.